Hey y'all, welcome to Sarver Living. My name is Sylvia Maxwell and I am your host. I wear many hats. I'm a mother and wife of twin boys that go to Buffalo Elementary School. I am a realtor at Berkshire Hathaway right here in Sarver. I'm also a yoga teacher right here in Sarver at the Marketplace on Pike. So I am as local as they get. I've lived in Sarver for over 17 years, and I can't wait to share Sarver Living with you. Thanks for listening. Today, I have one of my favorite friends, Jen Montgomery from Blackberry Meadows Farms. I've known Jen for several years, and I've had the opportunity to purchase her CSA from years in the past, and I love your farm and love your food. Everyone, please welcome Jen Montgomery. Hi, Jen. Hi there. Hi. <laughs> I'm so glad that we got to finally connect. Yeah. Um, when I first started the podcast, you were like one of the first, I made a list of people that I wanted to have, and you were at the top of the list Aww. because um, I've just enjoyed getting to know you so much. And I think that our listener really needs to know like what you have to offer. So just for the listener, um, Jen is located, her farm is located off of exit 16 on Ridge Road. So it's technically a Natrona Heights address, but it's basically in the Freeport server vicinity. So with that, I just want to, we'll just kind of dig right in and go ahead and like find out who you are and where you're from. Like, how did this all start? Yeah, well, this is a good time to start the interview because... Spring is just starting to ramp up and get busy, and um, I've sort of got the big vision in my mind right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Blackberry Meadows was already an organic farm when we bought it back in 2007 and 2008, and the people who owned it before us, Jack and Dale Duff, started farming this as a vegetable farm back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, and so they were one of the pioneers of the organic movement in the western Pennsylvania. And uh, when we met them, they were ready to retire, no kids. And so my husband and I and a couple friends decided we'd try to buy the farm. And we started farming. We had an apprentice year with Jack and Dale and learned how they ran the whole operation and the equipment and where everything was. And then they moved to Montana and we just sort of took off from there. And at that point, there was four of us working on the farm. We had interns, but we were doing maybe 15 acres of vegetables at that time. Wow. And over the time, partners married, moved away, and things have shifted. And now it's primarily my husband, Greg, and I that are farming this land. And um, we're down to two acres of vegetables, but we still grow for about the same number of people. We have about uh, 100 people that we harvest vegetables for wow and um we can just plant intensively we don't use a whole lot of tractor work anymore and nice. it's um low, low till no till we're trying to increase biodiversity in the fields and grow intensively so we have multiple kinds of crops that are growing side by side and um we've certainly become more efficient with our time. I have two kids, and so that's probably what spurred us to change from being a 15-acre vegetable farm to two, because um, just being a mom and farming shifts my time around. Yeah, right, and you have a, a smaller space that you have to keep up with everything. That yeah. is amazing. Now, did you all, like, what were you doing before you became a farmer? 
It's hard to believe, but I've been in the agricultural industry for almost 30 years now. Wow. Right out of high school, around when I was in starting college, I found a small organic farm in Maryland. It was on the border, West Virginia, Maryland border. And I volunteered there for some summers and then eventually became a $5 an hour employee and then eventually got moved up to being farm manager there. And wow. so I worked on that farm for almost 10 years, I think, while I was going to college, after college for a few years. And then um, I would work on that farm in the summer times and save up all my money. And then I'd woof, which is willing worldwide opportunities on organic farms. And so I would connect with this organization and go around the world and farm on other people's land <sighs> In the wintertime. Wow. And so I went to New Zealand and Finland and Scotland and did a lot of tra- Belize. I did a lot of traveling and working on farms in my off-season. And so eventually um, my dad talked me into going to grad school and I went to Slippery Rock University for sustainable systems to get a master's degree in sustainable systems. And that's where I met Greg. And we ended up staying here in the Pittsburgh area. He's from Pittsburgh already, the North Hills area. And um, that's, we lived in the south side, we had an apartment in the south side, and that's where we met the farmers who owned Blackberry Meadows at the time. Wow. And heard that they were selling it. Nice. And speaking of sustainability, I noticed that you have like a lot of rainwater catchers Mm -hmm. and like, what do you do here on the farm to create like... Well, a green part, effect. Of, part of what Greg and I clicked so well on in college was that I was focused on sustainable agriculture. Okay. And in the sustainable systems degree at the time, it was uh, renewable energy, green building, and sustainable agriculture, and how those three components all work together as a network, because they're all interrelated. Yeah. And so... Um, Moving here, I was definitely more of the vegetable production, sustainable agriculture person, but Greg is the systems thinker here. And so um, we started installing rainwater catchment tanks, 275-gallon tanks, and we've probably got six of them hooked up to the house, and then we have another four that we'd like to get hooked up over to the barn. Um, and we use them for mostly for irrigating and transplanting crops at the okay. moment, um, but... Greg has a long vision of some of hooking it up to the house system, and so at the very least, we can supply our gray water. You wow. know, fill the wa- the toilets with gray rainwater. Yeah, that we're not using good drinkable water, and then there's also the way to filter and clean the water to make it drinkable if we ever have to. So. You're so smart. I remember. <laughs> um, well, I started with you with the CSA, and then I had my twin boys, and back then. Um, when I had my twin boys, when I, I, I didn't produce enough breast milk, I wanted, I looked for ways that I wanted to be able to feed them. And that's, um, where I found, I, I think I, I think I did your CSA for a couple years and then I didn't. And then, um, cause we got busy and then I had the boys and then I, I think we reconnected mm-hmm. because then I bought raw milk from yeah, you. we did have milk cows. Um, you did back then. Mm-hmm. Do you have any animals now? Well, or? we do pastured pork, all non-GMO, verified non-GMO pastured pork. Um, and we move them around our certified pastures, mm-hmm. certified organic pastures. And then we also do pastured chickens for broilers. Um, wow. And then we do yeah. pastured turkeys. And we also have free-range eggs. 
and all our animals are fed a non-GMO verified grain. And Greg's actually, because of how the economy's going and shipping and that sort of stuff, Greg's starting to source more organic local ingredients for the feed added feed components of our animals, whether it's going to be um, sunflower seed meal or... There's interesting that the variety of local farms actually have that can compile our feed out of our food. Yeah. So. And it's a lot of work, I know, to be organic certified. I know mm-hmm. that you have the sign out front that you're yeah. organic certified. And I remember you telling me years ago that it's like mountains it's of a, paperwork compared it's a good to good amount, but, but it's, it's once you get the paperwork filled out, they've become such a streamlined system that right. filling it out the next year, year after year, as long as things aren't changing drastically, it's like maybe half an hour of my time. Right. So it's they've certainly made it more manageable than they have in the past. That's good. Get it done. And there's also a, um, a cost share program through the state. And so oh, yeah. they pay more than 50% of the cost of being certified organic. And so, in my opinion, I don't think that the amount of paperwork or the cost of it is really prohibitive to be certified organic. And it's, I'm also on the side a certified organic inspector. And oh, so yeah. I, I go to other farms, mostly within 300 mile range of the, our farm, and am an inspector for other certified organic operations. That's great. And so, so you've it's, really paved the way. Yeah, it's, for helpful. it's yeah. helpful to see what other people are doing. Um, the practicality of being certified organic, I think, on a small scale, it really matters, mm-hmm. you know, to be certified organic. I know, and I've never inspected a conglomerate international organic facility, you know, okay. like they have out in California, like yeah. thousands of acres of lettuce or something. I don't, I don't have that within my toolkit to understand how they can do the ins and outs of what mm-hmm. organic is but i know that if you're going to buy local you know your farmer you know what they're doing they're usually always very open to teach and talk about their farm wow so. well it's so great that um we have you right here in the sarver freeport area and i think you know a lot a lot of people don't know that you have it and let's you know talk let's talk a little bit about your csa program and what does csa stand for first of all csa means community supported agriculture and it was a um a practice that was started back in the 70s and i think actually it started in germany or europe somewhere but the united states has adopted Mm -hmm. it too and it is it's a program that the customers buy a subscription to the farm and then each week of the growing season they get an allotment of produce off of the vegetable fields is that like weekly or it could be weekly it could be bi-weekly okay all farms have different setups but that's ours is a weekly or bi-weekly and ours lasts 20 weeks long so starting in june and going through the end of october i love your beets <laughs> they are so they're good. my favorite yeah your beets are my favorite and then in the client where would they they would come and pick it up from yeah. here. Yeah, okay. so we have a pickup at the farm on Wednesdays from 11 to 7. And we used to have our pickup down in the barn by the road. Mm-hmm. And that was um, what I noticed. I remember that. People would just come in, maybe have a chat, get their stuff and go. But we've since moved the pickup to here up at the house. And we have a wood-fired pizza oven and a patio area, <gasps> which is now our market stand. Yeah. And there's playgrounds and there's a treehouse and... It's much more of a destination now where people It's an come, experience. Yeah. Uh-huh. They pick up their vegetables. Maybe they bring a picnic. 
walk around, go see what's happening in the fields, go visit the animals. And it's, it's definitely more of a agricultural destination. It slows everybody down to I stop and learn about the farm. Yeah. I really like it. Whereas down by the barn, it was just like, hi, good to see you. Here's your vegetables. Right. Now, so, what, what all, like, is so for a CSA, for a pickup, like, what, it kind of, it, it, it evolves and changes yeah. throughout that those 20 weeks, yeah, right? So you start off with kind of what vegetables do well, you start off with? Well, you get a lot of, of your cool, cool weather leafy greens. Okay. Um, um, spinach and lettuce, and then you get some of the root crops like radishes and salad turnips. You'll get a lot of things that maybe mm-hmm. the average person in western Pennsylvania might not eat. Bok choy or... I remember that. Yes. Yeah. So... But the newsletter, we often have recipes in the newsletter, and also part of about coming here and picking up is you have time to talk to people about mm-hmm. what did I do with bok choy this week? And mm-hmm. You get to know your neighbors, you get to know your fellow farm supporters, and then you also get to learn about their tricks of community. Yeah, yeah, it builds community. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 season ebbs and flows and part of the reason why CSAs work for farmers is because farmers have all of their costs up front. You know, I'm buying all of my seeds, thousands of dollars worth of seeds in January, December, mm-hmm. and we're getting all of our fertilizers or soil amendments, um, paying for those in January or December. And then if you think about it, I'm starting seeds and then they get planted in the ground and I'm not really harvesting until six months later, June Mm -hmm. or July, right? Wow. And so the farmer needs that support up front where the money comes in before the crops are produced. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're waiting for half the year till your crops come in. Right. right? Um, And then what if you have a crop loss? Say, or I feel bad for the farmers, but go to the farmer's market and they have their big, beautiful table full of lettuce and then it's a rainy day and nobody comes and picks up Mm -hmm. because the weather's not good. Yeah, right. it's like an upfront commitment. Yeah. And I like it because it's easy. Like, I know that, you know, on Wednesdays I'm going to do my pickup. And mm-hmm. I know that, you know, I'm going to plan on Thursday night I'm going to make a big vegetable, you know, or I'm going to make a salad. Like, it it helps mm-hmm. me. And then it keeps me, it keeps us eating healthy in our home because it's every week. Yeah. Like, we're getting more vegetables. And it, it is it's sometimes, you know, then okay, we're going to eat more vegetables this week, and then you have to run to John Eagle. And, but here you're like, and plus you're getting organic as mm-hmm. well. Fresh right out of the field, too. Right. Yeah, I we love harvest, that. We harvest on Tuesdays, and you guys get it on Wednesdays. Oh, my goodness. So, and there's no travel. It's from our fields to our to our yeah. field here. So, um, I think with having... Having that 20-week season, mm-hmm. you sort of move with the flow of the seasons. And so you're eating lots of greens in the spring, and then in the summer you're going to get your beans and your tomatoes mm-hmm. and all of those good summer crops. And then in the fall you're going back to greens and root co- crops and storage crops. And so you also learn to eat seasonal as well as eating fresh and local. Right. And I'm wondering... And then your taste changes too. Like tomato in August is... Prime, whereas when you're in December and you're thinking about a tomato at the grocery store, it's like, ah, I just won't even bother. Isn't that amazing? Like the body, I wonder if the nutrients that the body needs at certain times of year, there's like a correlation as to how right. the food grows. Do you believe it could, that? It could yeah. be, definitely. Yeah. And then another thing that we really have learned to focus on is we work closely with some soil labs 
and they're helping us to tweak our soils so that we have prime nutrient density in our soils. And not only does that help us as farming, because then our plants are super healthy and vibrant mm-hmm. and they're able to push off disease and pests and, yeah. you know, a weak a weak struggling plant is going to attract disease and pests. Oh, yeah. Bugs and disease. And so, you know, as long as we can pack our soils with nutrient density, all the vitamins they need, then our microorganisms in the soil are thriving and they're thriving and feeding the plants, which are then feeding us. And then we're eating nutrient-dense crops that are actually full of vitamins. Yeah. Yeah. Now, for the CSA, so you have, what, like you said, 100 spots, basically, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you have repeat Yes, yeah. People, Lots so of people come back year you after year. You have openings for, do you have openings for this? Oh, we this do summer? right now. And the farm, the farm pickup is a little more flexible because if I run low on something, then you can, I'll just go out to the field and pick more. Right. But if we do have city drop-offs too. We do yeah, let's talk about North that. Side Farmers Market on Friday, the Mount Lebanon Uptown Market on Saturday, the Squirrel Hill Market on Sunday, and East Liberty Market on Monday. And so we'll take 10 or 15 shares with us to those farmer's markets. Um, but, you know, I can't oversell that because we can't go pick more. Right. Right. So right. Um, we also do something at those farmer's markets called, called the farmer's grill. And so instead of taking a table full of produce and trying to sell produce in competition with the other vendors at market, we're just we stop doing that. It's all pre-order. You can go to our website, order online, and we'll bring whatever you want down or your CSA share down, plus whatever you want. And then we're there grilling at the grill, and we do farm fresh foods. Anything Ooh. we grow on the farm, we do pork patties, we do hot dogs, we do all the vegetable sides from the farm. Nice. So it's a hyper-local, hyper-fresh fast food while you're at farmer's market. I love it. Yeah. I was um, I was so, your daughters were so cute. Evelyn and Olivia. Olivia and uh, little Olivia. She told me she was making a carrot cake. Yeah. So <laughs> Jen's daughter was uh, grating carrots when I came in. Mm-hmm. So cute. So they've, they've learned to work the farm yeah. as well. Yeah, we homeschool them. You do. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And there's a homeschool group that meets here. Mm-hmm. It meets on Mondays and it's about averages 20 to 30 is high but about 20 kids okay that come out and we sort of have a collective parent teaching project and there's one head person that manages and organizes a lot of that um so my kids have a group of kids that come out here and they play and explore on the farm and then we also have another homes we also have another farm group called little homesteaders and that's sort of like a, a a weekly farm camp for the kids. They come out one day a week and learn about how to grow food and how to be in community. Yeah. Yeah. So the girls, um, you think they'll take over the farm one day? Uh, I'm not trying to peg that on. Right, right. You know, everybody thinks the grass is greener. Evelyn wants to be a city kid. She does. (laughs) So she likes to go for the city Mm drop-offs, huh? Yeah, she (laughs) loves to go to market. She's really an entrepreneur, and she... She's into painting and watercolor right now. And oh, so wow. when we do the farmer's markets, she sets up her little painting stand and tries <gasps> to sell her, her artwork while nice. we're Nice. So, so. I love it. Yeah. I love that. Well, um, I just, I mean, I've noticed the farm from, I think, the first time I came here had to have been, I've lived here for 17 years. The first time I came here, it was probably, what, were you, you had just... I think you, how many years have you been here? Since 2007 or 8. Okay, so it, yeah, so it had to have been 
2000, because my boys were born in 2010. Mm. So it was right, it was before they were born. Wow. And I've yeah. just noticed how the whole farm has evolved. <laughs> you know, you've um, added on. And then yeah. the pizza oven I saw. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was someone that I knew that did come out here, and they said that, I guess, Greg was making pizza mm-hmm. and it was a, and a whole thing. Well, part of the CSA pickup is that we do wood-fired pizzas the last Wednesday of every month. And it's just a freebie. You nice. Know, come out, share, eat pizza. I we take that. all the toppings that we can from the farm and put them on the pizzas. I love and it. So, yeah, just to use the pizza oven and let yeah. people try some good fresh food. Now, so the CSA, um, what does that usually cost for um, a season. I don't have the numbers on the top of my head. But they can Just look to, it up, yeah, right? Okay, yeah. It's about fine. 300, I think, 350 to pick up a half share at the farm. Okay. And that means you That's can come out every other all. week. Yeah. yeah. It's about a $35 value. Okay. Per week. Oh, and you get, like, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the whole, the basic or the whole share is, I think, 650 Okay. That's great. Okay. Hi. <laughs> um, and then how would, so let's talk about your location and then we'll talk about how the client can look you up and do okay. their order. Because yeah. we want to get, and I want to come back when you have the pizza oven mm-hmm. fired up. That's, and, yeah. um, let people really, because this is literally like you get off. Yeah, so we're in Fawn Township, technically, Okay. and we're, um, you get off of 28 and either exit 15 or 16, it's whichever 16. way. It's 16, yeah. If okay. you're coming from Sarver, it would be 16 Millerstown okay. Road exit, Okay. and um, head down Millerstown Road, away from Freeport Road. Like a mile. Yeah. And Not even come, a mile and a half. Come to the crest of the hill, turn left on Ridge Road, and then go about another half mile, and we're on the right-hand side. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people around here call it the old Bachman farm. And okay. So if you knew, if you're from around here, then it's the old Bachman farm. That's great to know. Uh-huh. Okay. The old Bachman farm. Uh-huh. And then you're right here on Ridge Road. And then for someone that would want to sign up for the CSA, how would they do that? So the best way uh, is just to go to our website, blackberrymeadows.com. Okay. Nice. And there's a store, a link to the store, and you can order the CSA either to pick up here at the farm for a half share or a basic share. You could check out any of the city drop-offs, too. And they can find out anything they want to find mm-hmm. out. Was there anything else that you wanted our listener to know about? Oh, boy. Um, well, I, I could kind of rattle off all of the side hustles we have going yeah, on Yeah, well, too. let's talk about them. Um, we do the CSA as one of our primary incomes, mm-hmm. and the majority of our time is spent with that. And then the Farmer's Grill, which I always talked about. Um, and then we have an Airbnb here at the farm. Oh, so wow. we rent out rooms. We have three bedrooms that we can rent out okay. um, through Airbnb. But also we have some canvas tent cabins that we've set up we have two canvas tent cabins so you could go a little more rustic and get a remote spot with a cabin and camp out there and that is just amazing sort of have a farm staycation here and how would you find that on airbnb is it well there's a link certain... on our website okay if you scroll on the main page and what's the website blackberrymeadows.com okay <laughs> You can scroll on the main page and find where the links are to the Airbnb to stay in the tents or in, in the house. Um, and for someone that was staying here, what would there be for them to do? Well, a lot of Get times Greg people... Greg to make them pizza. Well, yeah, if yeah. you time it right, you can hang out and have pizza with us. But a lot of people will come out um, and then 
come out and work in the fields with us for a couple hours or okay. however long the kids can tolerate and just get to see how the food grows. They get to go with us and do chores in the morning and feed the pigs. And, nice. Um, sometimes if we're having the farm lunch, we do a farm lunch on Tuesdays for the workers. Mm-hmm. And if their people are here on a Tuesday, then they're welcome to hang out with us. We're pretty inclusive here. I love that. Part of the thing that we do with the CSA is we take on work shares and people can come on a Tuesday from nine to one and help with the harvest or the planting or the weeding. And then they get to take a CSA share home with them. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it's a, it's more affordable way if you're available on a Tuesday morning. Yeah. It's an affordable way to get the produce that we grow. Uh, we always have a farm lunch afterwards. My parents come down from Edinburgh and they make a big lunch for everybody and they help watch the kids for me, and nice. people stay, have lunch, and take their share and go home. And so it's sort of a good, tight-knit community to get to know how to grow your food, get to be outside in the fresh air, or sometimes rain, you know, mm-hmm. and um, then get to meet your neighbors who are passionate about the farm, too. I love it. And then another thing we do is we make homemade soaps. Mm. And that's sort of, we call it Greg's side hustle because he likes the science and the the science of combining different kinds of fats and lye and creating the best soap you can. Neat. So you can also order that on our website at blackberrymeadows.com. Trying to think what else we do. And then we have the homeschool programs, the little homesteader classes. That's good to know for um, because there are quite some homesteaders, Mm -hmm. I mean homesteaders, uh, homeschoolers in our community. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that they know about that, so that would be great. Yeah. And they can, anyone can contact you from Sure. Yeah, we have, you can send an email to info at blackberrymeadows.com. Nice. And we'll, we'll answer it. Nice. So I, um, thank you so much for coming on. Mm-hmm. And for the listener, um, like Jen said, so the CSA program starts in June. June. Yep, June. Um, but you're taking, you're available to sign up now yeah. for the CSA program. Yeah, I'd like to have everybody sign up by by May, so I've yeah. got a good so idea. So it's like a of, commitment, yeah. So that you know, yeah. Okay, and um, they can sign up or visit the farm, and so the Wednesdays are the pickup, mm-hmm. and it's just a casual eleven to eleven to seven. Seven. Yeah. I mean, that's you come and park at the top of the hill across from our pavilion area, and just right. walk over and grab your stuff. I have all the CSA set out market style. And tell you how much of each item you get. So if you want it, you don't have to take it if you don't want it. We have a swap area. So if you're oh, okay. inundated with lettuce still, set it aside. Somebody will take it. That's nice. Pick up other things people don't want. Not everybody likes beets. Right. (laughs) I know that um, in the years before that um, I've had a couple of other friends do your CSA. And like if I was coming to pick up, I would pick theirs up too Mm -hmm. or vice versa. That's what's nice about being in a tight-knit community that everyone can help each other out. And I just think it's amazing that you have this to offer. And I think that that sovereign Freeport in the surrounding area. I want everyone to know about yeah, it. It is a hidden gem. It's amazing how many people are mm-hmm. new here. And, oh, I never even knew you existed. And it's right here. Yeah. It literally is. Well, thank you so much for mm-hmm. coming on. And I can't wait to come. I want to come back and um, we'll get, you know, we'll dig a little bit deeper. But on the surface, I wanted everyone to know about it and mm-hmm. to know about the CSA program that you have coming up. Yay. And for anyone that wants to find that, that is at blackberrymeadows.com. Thank you so much for coming, Jen. Yeah, thank you, Sylvia. Okay, see ya. <laughs>